Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call in the Ryan Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 1st of November, 2015. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. And anytime you're ready, brother. Well, thank you, Jim. Um, I Hawk, I'm like you. I like that movie, Lucy. Also, it's not 100% act. Excuse me, accurate, but uh, it will make you go thinking. And uh, during the time that an infant uh, or a fetus is growing, um, man, the growth rate in the womb is just phenomenal. So uh, there's a lot of truth to you know what they're referring to. But uh, Lilu had uh, been doing some research in Santos Bonacci uh, in Australia. And um, he teaches along the astrotheology line and um, a lot of church history and stuff like that as well. Um, he's a, a pretty diligent researcher and uh, seems to be, you know, pretty knowledgeable as well. Um, and uh, so she was going through and she sent those links because it exposes stuff. It's like a shower ass, you know, and uh, the things that she's exposed. And I mean, if people really going to look and they're, they're going to find more um, dirt that's been thrown under the rug, shall we say, than they can imagine. But um, the sidebars, see, a lot of times you can find stuff on the sidebars and see people like Greg Braden, Dr. Greg Braden, he is a shaman. He wrote a book entitled uh, The Isaiah Effect. And in reality, it was a technique that was practiced in uh, Tibet and China. And um, the Ming Tong, M-I-N-G-T-O-N-G, uh, is a group that's on the West Coast in California. And they teach this methodology. It's direct mind control healing and energy manipulation and uh, you can even do it on yourself. Uh, we've been doing it on this call, you know, for a long time. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, Jim was searching the uh, sidebars, and he ran up um, on a deal with um, um, Dr. Greg Braden, and he's also a shaman too, by the way. But, uh, Jim, if you would, uh, would you please kind of step in, and uh, I'm just going to turn it to you a little bit and let you do a little elaborating on what you discovered the other day and and um, I know you were excited as you could be but if you would why don't you uh, kind of share your thoughts from what you found the other day uh, watching uh, Greg Braden okay brother well like like you said I was going through some of the YouTube videos and one with Greg Braden Braden which is how to pray in power, which, uh, you know, we do this on the call all the time, like White Wolf says. But uh, I got to going through it and watching it, and it gave me everything that what White Wolf has been talking about, but it explained it in a slightly different uh, uh, understanding, but saying the same thing. And it just clicked and... Uh, 
in me, and it's like now I understand com- completely what it's talking about now. And uh, and he went through the scenario of them where they where the church is taking things out and gave a condensed version of what they're talking about. And uh, he said, "Isn't it funny that they they switched it and condensed it and." the the two uh verses of the ancient scriptures that they deliberately left out is the exact ones that tells you how to pray and how to bring forth that manifestation he says it's not through saying it or speaking it out it's through the mind and through the, you know the thought and feeling it says, when you marry those two together and make them as one, then you can say to the mountain, move away, and it will have to move away. It could be a mountain of cancer. It could be a mountain of lack of funds. It could be a mountain of whatever. But he he gave the 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 scriptures that they had left out of that or the the and twisted and turned in the the King James version of the Bible when he brought those forth and uh, I I was meditating on looking at it, I said man oh man because the way they put it forth in the Bible you're not going to get a grip on it really I mean very few you might but it'll be very hard to but when he put that out there and put it in there to where people can see those missing uh verses that were there it makes perfect and absolute sense and it does work and white wolf's touched on this many a many a many a time and uh but it's something that you can look at if you're having uh because i know in the past some say they're still having difficulty manifesting <laughs> and things like that but if if you watch that there maybe three or four times where you can really get a grip on what he's saying, I think you're going to see that, uh, I mean, you're going to start rising in consciousness and power too. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's called How to Pray in Power by Greg Brading. It's on YouTube. But I got so excited about it, I was dancing out in my garage. (laughs) And it really, absolutely, I promise you, 100% does work. It is the absolute of the absolute. Just like White Wolf said, the thought is the thing. Coupled with the emotion, when you marry those two together in peace within yourself, it has to happen. No ifs, ands, or buts. And that that will help clarify even further what White Wolf's been saying all this time. And brother, whenever you're ready to comment, it take over. Thank you yeah. for letting me share that. I was reading Gypsy's comment. She said left and right brain for male and female marriage uh, got both sides of the brain working together. That's true. And see, in reality, we really use both sides of the brain all the time. Because if you didn't, you couldn't 
You really couldn't think. But what happens is that when you learn to access and consciously direct the unique abilities of the brain-mind connection uh, to where it manifests in the physical body and in matter, then um, that conscious knowing linkage is kind of like a, a you know a marriage. It's it's like a sexual uh, joining because uh, the conscious and the subconscious mind uh, are operating in a creative act that you could just as easily call a sexual act because the conscious mind is the masculine aspect is impregnating the womb of creation being either the subconscious or the superconscious mind, uh, depending on what level of thought you're operating in. And uh, once that occurs uh, in due season, she's going to give to her husband who is with her. The husband there is the conscious mind. That's He's plowing with the heifer. He's plowing with the virgin aspect, the purified, clean aspect of the sub or super conscious mind that has been washed, if you will, with the pure water of the washing of what we would call the word, being a thought, an idea, or a concept. And see, this is why when you hear people say, I'm coming in the name, well, they're coming in the name of Jesus. They ain't coming in the name of Jesus because they don't know what the hell it means. See, Jesus is in reality... it's not really referring to a physical man. It's referring to an enlightened state of mind. Christ is a chrism effect that occurs in the brain when that enlightened so-called Jesus effect takes place, and yet it's referred to, as I've told you many, many times, in Paulianus, Volume 10, Section 12, pre-18 current era. I mean, the ancients knew it. Uh, Zeus is Zeus. Hater. Victorious. Victorious father is what that means, Peter Victorious. Jupiter. So Jupiter and Zeus is the same thing. And it's referring to one of the most massive planets in the system. Saul Invictus. And yet Saul is son, Invictus being invincible. So the invincible son is referring about an illuminated state of mind. Once you've illuminated and opened the gates of the mind to pull knowledge and insight, hell, there ain't nothing you can't do. The only creator you're ever going to find is between your ears and behind your eyeballs because you are the one that's been given that type of authority. I mean, you can say what you want and think what you will, but uh, the fact of the matter is it is still... Uh, the knowledge that we are the creators. We've been given this. We've been made in this image, this likeness. I mean, you could say, well, well, God does this, God does that. Yeah, that's right. You and I, we are the gods of this world. We've been given that power and authority over matter, the realm of matter. And uh, we can direct it. We can alter it. We can shape it. We can change it. We can transform it. But we have to use the knowledge of the law. So if I come in the name of the Lord, Yod, Hey, Bob, Hey, then I'm coming in the knowledge of the formula that instructs me how to put my mind in motion. <laughs> Here we are. We're back to doing. We're going to travel in space and time. 
the spice is the life, and the stain is on your lips because it's the words out of your mouth. And uh, you put your mind in motion by your will, by your will alone. Ba 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 ba. Here they go. They're telling you the story. All you got to do is get a handle on all that there is just the movie. And that movie may be arranged in different terms and words, but it is the same stuff that is in those scriptures if you knew what in the hell you were reading. <coughs> putting your mind in motion means putting your thoughts, making your thoughts move to correct, to build. I mean, it's like uh, you're going to build a building in your mind? Well, you see the building. You put it in motion by seeing the thing. And if you dwell on it and, and shape it, it will begin to show you. It's like um, um, I begin to realize, okay, if it's 16 by 24, it's got to be this, it's got to be that. If it's got a 412 pitch, then i got to have this and i got to have that. I need so many 2x6s or 2x8s or whatever the hell it is and wherever I'm building. And um, so I put it in motion, and in that motion, that movement in the mind, the things that are required to make those things happen begin to come to pass, and that facilitates that that manifestation of that thought that we put in motion. Well, I suggest you take that damn broom. That's what a priest did. He had to go in and clean out the temple every day. He had to take and uh, get rid of the rocks and the trash out of the temple, the holy place, etc. He had to put new oil in his lamp. He had to relight the, the, the 66 knots and so forth on the menorah of seven lights. And uh, see, the modern uh, Jew boys, they'll use a nine-lighted menorah. Um, they're talking about the two sciatics in reality, but they don't tell you that. I mean, they just use it as the festival of lights. And yet it's frequencies. And uh, so when you use the menorah with the seven lights and so forth, uh, and it's gold as the lampstand, well, the gold lampstand is telling you it's the divine ability that's been built into us, into our mind, etc. And uh, then as we begin to move on that uh, information, and begin to put it together and uh, plow or plant the field of our minds. So we're called a fruitful uh, vine. We're a fruitful field in another place. It's it's telling you the same scenario, but from different perspectives, so that you can grasp the fullness of what in the hell is being taught, explained, and what you can do. Uh, anybody got a comment on there? Um, type it in, talk it in, whatever. Let's do something. Oh, my goodness. And every time I get on this call, this starts happening. Some of you people must be having some serious complications on some things, and I'm picking it up because I'm getting the feedback and throwing it all. And uh, anybody got anything you want to type in along this line? Or, Jim, do you want to elaborate some more on your, your uh, ideas? Somebody stuck... Uh, Greg Braden on YouTube, uh, the uh, the knowledge of how to pray in power, and uh, there's your YouTube linkage there, Truthbug did. Um, yeah, uh, Jim, that's, that's correct. 
And then uh, 400 Zohar Kabbalah. Now, the Zohar um, is Jewish mysticism. But let me tell you something. Just because it says Jewish, it does not mean that everybody that's a Jew out there is an ignorant asshole that don't know his butt from holy ground. I mean, I realize that there are people going to tell you that, but uh, uh, they'll throw the baby and the bathwater out. And uh, every movement, everything that there is, uh, has has some truth in it. If it was not contained there, there would be no glue. There would be no framework to twist or pervert and make another story out of it. There has to be enough truth in there to support it, to give it plausibility. And uh, see, this is the thing that that you have to realize. Um, I'll hear some people, man, God, have mercy. They're so full of damn hate. I mean, hell, they're murderers in their own heart if you just listen to them. Um, And uh, how they can expect to get good, I have no idea. I mean, they're so full of bitterness and poison that um, hell, a cobra ain't got that much uh, poison in him. Come on, Jim, give me some feedback. Let's do a little talking here. I figured that we could kind of get y'all rolling, you know, when you discovered that off of Lilu's uh, offering of those tapes that she sent on uh, Santos and Bonacci. And uh, see, that's and another thing is uh, that deal that um, uh, Swamp Shaman sent out, it, it's going to be Justin is who it is. Uh, he's in East Texas. He sent us a deal on essential oils. And if you'll go through that list of oils and read very, very carefully, you will find that there are, uh, uh, I've I've gotten a good report every time. Uh, It did improve this last week, uh, the graft on my leg. Um, I have to go in tomorrow. Um, I could feel a little tension in it, but that's where the deep hole was. and. they just about got everything filled up, and uh, the the epithelial tissue has come back. But uh, what I have done is I have taken this knowledge that um, Justin sent Swamp Shaman. Uh, Hawkfeather is another name that he'll go by on his emails. And uh, what uh, if you're reading there? See, I've taken essential oils internally. You need to be careful doing that, though. You're talking like one, two to no more than five drops under the tongue and retain it, you know, and let it dissolve into, you know, pick up through the uh, sublingual process of the vascular system, the the veins and arteries, etc., under the tongue. And so by putting it under there, it's like, you know, giving it a straight shot directly into the to the vascular system, you know, kind of like an IV, except you're doing it orally. Um, another great way is to take um, the type of oil or oils that you're going to use uh, and maybe massage it or put so many drops on every two to three hours over the area that is affected. Um, I was explaining, uh, matter of fact, to Donna. Donna had sent me some stuff on the rebounder. And she has a rebounder that has a handhold. It's a little bigger than the normal 
three or three and a half foot uh, rebounder. But here's the thing. See, when you bounce gently or you walk on that rebounder, what it does is it makes the muscles in your legs and so forth move in such a way that it milks the arteries and veins and the lymphatic uh, uh, vessels. And uh, it facilitates a pumping action. Well, if you can do that enough and maybe get into the bounce, one, you're going to find out that it's going to start strengthening uh, the little uh, uh, channels that's, uh, and the flaps that are in the veins, kind of like a little set of gates. You know, they pump up and they'll open, and then when the pressure drops off, they flop back, you know. And But anyway, it'll begin to, to um, strengthen that. And people that have fibromyalgia and crap like that, what it's going to do, it's going to start breaking up the crystalline deposits in the feet and legs, uh, toes, etc., and facilitating a good movement and flow of, uh, of energy and your uh, living fluids. And um, the, in a little bit of time, that fibromyalgia will disappear because what you're doing is you're bringing the... Um, uh, the living essence, the blood flow back to the area, and consequently the nerve endings are going to be re-augmented, and you're going to, uh, you know, begin to get sensation, feeling, etc., back in your feet and legs, etc. Another thing is that if you were a woman that had uh, a breast uh, cancer situation, throw the goddamn ball away. Uh, uh, they ain't going to tell you that because they're not in the business of prevention or cures. They're in the business of treating damn symptoms. And um, uh, you can treat symptoms until uh, uh, they'll treat them till you die. That means they just got a steady supply. Um, it's like a four-cup coffee enema at 102 degrees, retained annually for 15 minutes, That'll get rid of 98% of all damn migraine headaches that are dealt with serotonin, etc. You think they're going to take it out? Hell no. There is no money in a, in a, in a four-cup regular coffee enema at 102 degrees and about a $6 enema bag retained 15 minutes. That will not buy the Beamers, you know, the BMWs. And so, uh, consequently, that's not in their repertoire. Uh, the other thing is that they're not going to tell you, like I said, about the bra, the bra, because what happens? The breasts are being restricted, and the lymph and the blood flow will not occur. And so the lymphatic glands, what happens? Well, they can't dump the poison. They can't dump the toxins. So what do they do? You develop a knot. And uh, you don't pump it out. You don't get it out. You don't know how... And, and then and then somebody will tell you a bunch of crap, and so you go ape shit, you know. I mean, oh, my God, any penny, the whole world, the sky's falling. That's, that's a bunch of crap, too. You get you a damn good lemon, squeeze that sucker, and a pint of warm water three times a day. And even if you had nothing else, if you just done that and avoided sugar, that ascorbic acid, uh, vitamin C, uh, about 16 to 1,800 milligrams per lemon, and... The natural uh, lithium is going to enhance your electrical ability, and people don't die of, of cancer that die of no electrical current. And yet it's an alkalinizer. You keep your body at 7.2 to 7.4 pH, you're going to knock out 99% of every cancer that's out there. It can't live in that environment. 
And that rebounder, you get on there and throw the damn bra away. But when you first start, little darlings, uh, I mean, it may be kind of hanging down and this and that and the other. You lost your little 18-year-old girlish figure. But when you go to bouncing gently and holding your breast within 45 to about 60 days max, man, you're going to be tight and bright. Your shotgun barrels are going to be back up. And I mean to tell you, you're going to look like a new streamline. I mean, hello. And so uh, uh, that's something you need to, to think about. And uh, you can take certain essential oils. Okay, let's say like uh, some of them with cancer, uh, you might take wintergreen, you might take a little peppermint, you might take tea tree, you might take frankincense, and you might take, let's say, um, um, lemongrass, another vitamin C type product due to the high C. You might take, uh, let's say, 15 drops of each of them. Um, I'd probably go, if I put 15 drops of everything else, on, then I'd probably put um, 30 drops of frankincense because that's the real kicker. But everything else is going to work together. And uh, shake the hell out of that. And uh, then let's say we're going to work on your feet because it's going to absorb to your feet. So what we'll do is we'll get us about a teaspoon to a tablespoon of cold-pressed raw coconut oil, which is great as an emollient. It's a great sexual lubricant. It's great to get rid of stretch marks and and uh, uh, scars and things like that. It helps it go away. But you take that teaspoon to a tablespoon, and um, you might put five drops of that combined oils in that teaspoon or tablespoon and begin to massage it in the bottom of your feet. And what's going to happen is that the coconut oil, one, it'll penetrate the skin, soften up the tissues, but it is a vehicle along with the essential oils going to be absorbed directly into the bottom of your feet and since all the blood flows throughout the entire body about every two minutes and 48 seconds to no more than three minutes and 48 seconds, you're carrying it to every area of the body. And they have proven that you'll read that to show you these people that give a testimony of what the hell they've done to get cured. So I said, well, that's not approved by the FDA. Screw the goddamn Food and Death Administration. The hell with the damn U.S. Department of Agriculture. Those assholes are all commercial entities. They're not looking out for the good of the people. They only develop damn commerce, enterprise. You might as well just get head out of rectus, as Bogratz would say, and wake the hell up. I mean, uh, we're in a faraway land here. It may be our country and our this and our that, but they have moved the meets and bounds on paper, creating a false illusion, and they want to make you a resident, which is an artificial creation that lives in a damn sheet of paper. And that's bullshit. We're living sentient people. You have to stop and think. You're going to listen to them? Why in the hell would I go to a doctor, Tater? If he is not doing certain techniques, that doctor ain't worth a crap. You might as well just knock him in the head and drag his ass out in the street. Now, if there's certain type of trauma and certain type of repair and things of this nature, uh, let's say like with a graft. I mean, they've got certain things that they can use on a graft. He's, he's doing a deal. He's not practicing allopathic medicine. He's practicing something that causes rejuvenation of tissue, etc. And and you have to stop and look and listen to them. When they start talking pills, 
A pharmaceutical pill is a synthetic creation under license. It will always have some damn residual side effect to it. If you think it's out there for your benefit, you are crazy. It is to get money from you. Let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food. It don't say nothing about let goddamn Libby and Eli whatever be your damn uh, 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 medicine. It said let your food be your medicine. That means get rid of this crap from Monsanto. I told them the other day we were at a place, and as a matter of fact, I was at Sam's, and we were in Beaumont. And uh, I went by, and I looked, because, uh, you know, B likes a chip every now and then. And so I started looking, and uh, I found five bags of non-GMO, all organic, all natural sea salt, if it had any. And, uh, man, I went through and picked five big bags out. And uh, they were looking at me, and I just told them, I said, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, if it don't say non-GMO, don't worry about it, we're not eating it. If it says soybeans or it says corn, we're not eating it due to the percentage of GMO modified um, uh, seeds, etc. in that, that particular, those two items, among others. And um, I said, so you damn people here at this store, you might as well wake the hell up. We're going to tell everybody out here what your good stuff is, and we're going to tell you where it's screwed up. Now, if you want to sell it, you better cater to us. If you don't, go listen to the Food and Death Administration and the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Department of Commerce and go your ass broke. You got a grip on that? And that, uh, them people, the manager them looked at me and he said, yeah. I said, you've done found that out, haven't you? I said, we vote with our dollars. I said, you got food back there in that damn canister and that freezer section back yonder. They ought to hang the people that put that shit together. And the FDA that approved it and the USDA that approved that, they ought to hang them. There is no way you can you can do this much screwing up in the processing of food in this country and in and, and, and vaccines uh, without an uh, an overt intent to hurt and defraud and, and destroy people to keep them on the goal so that they're always paying into you. I said, there is no way. This can't be done by happenstance. There's too damn many screw-ups here. And uh, so I finally got them to kind of go looking, you know, a little bit and thinking about that. Somebody want to throw something on the burner there? Hey, Gary Ray, MJ here. How you doing? I'm doing great, brother. I'm I'm getting better, better, and better, but I'm going to confess that regardless. Um, I just wanted to just comment on the deal on essential oils. Uh, you know, I started looking into this about uh, three years ago, and um, uh, and actually made it part of our business, our health health business, and uh, we um, have gotten real educated on essential oils. I mean, you can. And you're right with the feet. Um, the feet has the most pores on your body than anywhere else on your body. So uh, the feet is the way to introduce it to your body. And then um, the other thing is uh, frankincense is what they call the gatekeeper oil. You actually, if you want to, if you want to introduce other oils to your body, uh, make sure that frankincense is. Uh, 
it's either number one, it's the first oil that you rub on that spot, or it's part of the blend in which you're going to use. So, and um, I mean, you know, it's like it's like you say, you know, it's time for the light to come on. Frankincense is one of the oils that the Magi brought to the uh, to the Christ Child. So, you know, I don't know. Go figure, right? Yeah, so, myrrh as well. Uh, myrrh, also myrrh as well. Yes, that's right. And I actually um, made a blend of uh, frankincense and myrrh. Um, frankincense has kind of got a real earthy smell. When you mix myrrh with frankincense, it doesn't have a good smell at all. But uh-huh. but frankincense definitely uh, gate And they've even said uh, that that uh, essential oils can actually. Um, have an impact on the DNA at the DNA level. So, yes, you can. Um, yes, sir. And sure can. I would just say one thing about it is that it's not something to be played with lightly. You don't you don't take it's a hundred percent therapeutic oil and it's extremely strong. So one or two drops of of essential oils goes a very long way. Yes, it does. Yeah. So it's like you know it's not like taking. And 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 then the other the last thing I'll just say, and then I'll return it to you, is that the um, if you're going to take it internally, I've done that too. Like with oregano oil, I'll I'll take it and I'll mix it with olive oil. Um, some folks call that oregano, um, and um, and you know it's it's true. Some oils though are so strong that to put it in your um, system, you you might consider some kind of um, sheathing, you know, with a some kind of uh, gel cap or something like that before it, because it can really have a corrosive effect on your uh, esophagus. Um, so anyway, for what that's worth, um, I myself, I don't trust them enough these days to take them internally. I, I just, I, I get it in my system through my feet, which is uh, more than, you know, adequate. Um, so, and they do work. I'll tell you what, when I started taking thieves oil, I stopped getting sick, and I make my own thieves oil now. I, I just I save a little money. I go buy the, the uh, base oils and do my own mixing, and um, and they do work. That uh, That's a good deal right there, you making your own. Um, yeah. I use, I use essential oils, you know, to make uh, our sugar uh, honey, uh, you know, for feeding uh, the bees, and I use all the essential oils because it's really plant essences. And um, but you have to be, really be careful. I'll make up about two and a half gallons of uh, the syrup at a time, mixed one to one. Now, there's certain times of the year um, I may make it uh, one and a half water to uh, one cup of uh, pure, you know, uh, cane sugar. But once mm-hmm. I've heated it and let it just about cool down, I add in my formula for uh, the essential oil. And um, I've noticed that uh, I would have raiders because I put the, the lemongrass in, which is an attractant for the queens and for bees that are out foraging and and uh, the scouts and so forth. And... Um, as we put that together, um, it knocks out the trachea, the varroa. It knocks out uh, uh, hive diseases, bacteria, etc. Because it's a natural, you know, uh, anti-viricide, uh, microbial, fungicide, parasitic, etc. And mm-hmm. uh, so we fixed that up. And um, I um, had one hive that was a little bit weak, 
uh, we had took it out, and I had to beef it up a little bit. A friend of mine had some local bees, so I added one frame into it, uh, you know, to strengthen it up. And um, they've got their queen up and running good and everything. But uh, uh, bees began to rob them. So um, I had to regroup on, you know, shutting down the hive entrance and, and the vent in the back. I had to pull it to where it would give them a vent but it wouldn't allow them to, you know, come in and raid the hive. And I got thinking about it, and I said, you know, I'll just put another brand-new hive, about three foot, four foot over there, and put a feeder in it with some of this uh, this honey syrup and put some frames in it and uh, get it set up. You know, it's a full box. It's ready to go. All it is is just have to fill bees. And so they began to raid and go to that uh, feeder box uh, with the, you know, the feeder honey in it uh, set up like we set it up. And MJ, I kid you not, those bees, there's a hive. I knew where they were coming from that was raiding. It's that big, huge one that's in the wall. But those bees began to get prettier. Their color in, uh, increased. Uh, their viability, the, the hive began to, you know, become very dominant. And um, they're just as gentle. I could talk to them, and hell, they don't bother me. I mean, I, I go out there with nothing on, you know, as far as a hood or gloves or anything. And right. I can work those hives and talk to them, and they just stay calm. But uh, I also had come across uh, a deal in one of them, and it said put a little bit of salt because they have to have salt. And so I have, you know, salt blocks out, you know, where they can hit it, but. I started uh, increasing the Himalayan salt because of the 72-plus minerals um, in it to give them an essential. And I run across something called fulvic, F-U-L-V-I-C. It's an ionic mineral. And hmm. um, this here was 350 times. It's got all the trace minerals, uh, the essential amino acids, uh, fulvic acid, and the humidic acid. And... Um, this one company uh, that I got a hold to was the original one. There's a couple of them that's trying to knock off on it. But you only put like five drops to a gallon. And um, you shake it up. And what that does is it gives them all of the essential foundation blocks um, for building and staying healthy. And that uh, one hive is, you know, small bees. And the other hive is, say, like a normal Italian size. And both of them are as healthy, and their color has enhanced. It's the beatiest thing you've ever seen, just by including those essential oils. So um, you're correct. I mean, you you you've got water, and you've got uh, uh, healing uh, nature's bounty. So I mean, you're staying in the game, brother. Bless you, good. Well, I'll just say that um, that I mean, my dad was an MD, and he tried <laughs> to get us boys to go into medicine, and and we we actually went into engineering and went other paths, but uh, but you know the thing is is um, uh, he's now retired, and I was talking to him today, and you know he admitted that basically Western medicine is is you know on a on a like a general practitioner type of um, scale. I mean I mean there there are like um, orthopedists to you know that's different, but like allopathic medicine on a general practitioner type of scale is just they're just treating the symptoms they they've in fact he he flat out told me that the reason he got out of um, medicine is 
you know, they have something called best management practices today that are dictated by um, attorneys who have set, you know, practice standards that the, um, you know, the HMOs or whatever they call them today, um, that they have to operate within. And that if they operate outside of, of those um, practices, then they open themselves up to, you know, individual liability and the company would no longer insure them against those, you know, practices. So effectively what that means is they have to pay a tremendous amount more of insurance coverage for malpractice insurance. And, you know, so it's become a game of, well, become, it's been this way for a long time, but it's just, it's just making merchandise out of the souls of man. And, you know, so it's time to, for people to kind of realize that, um, your general doctor on the corner there more than likely doesn't have your best interest. I mean, you go to the doctor and the guy gives you 15 minutes and says next. I mean, that should be a clue, you know. <laughs> that should be like, well, yeah, maybe he doesn't have my best interest here, you know. But then um, again, you know, if you want a guy to spend an hour with you, and um, then, you know, certainly you should pay him what he's worth, you know, if, he's, if yeah. he knows what he's doing, you know. But um, personally, I I just I haven't been to a uh, a doctor in probably um, well probably going on ten years now, and um, I just um, I don't know I just I've just thought that uh, um, educate education in regard to essential oils and the things that I can make a difference in you know I mean I determine what goes in my mouth yep and. Uh, and so I can't point the finger at somebody else and say, well, this guy over here, he it's his fault for selling me, you know, hold, hold on a minute. I'm the one who exchanged, you know, something for whatever he's selling. I don't have to buy it, you know. Yeah. And so um, uh, it, these things that they're selling couldn't be sold unless there was a market for it, you know. So um, I can remember as a boy my – I can overhear the adults sitting when I was used to live in Florida. They would say things like, "You know, they ought to make an orange without any seeds." Well, they got exactly what they asked for. <clears throat> One and done. You know, it's not a. Um, it's, you can't find that in nature, and if you do find it, it's been it's been modified, right? So, how can something that's been modified be good for our DNA? You know, if we are connected to the earth, how can a modified seed be good for our DNA. It's 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 not, you know. So anyway, so I just I support what you're saying is that um we gotta take liability for ourselves and just say, all right, we're not gonna use that. You know, we're gonna we're going to uh buy something else or we're gonna grow our own food, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh see since nineteen seventy four they passed a law that you could not use anything uh, but, say, pharmaceuticals that's licensed and patented uh, to treat. If you did, that would be considered malpractice. And that was why they went after Dr. Jennifer Daniels, who was also a Harvard grad um, uh, doctor. And uh, (laughs) what happened was that she found out natural things that was curing her patients. Yeah, I, I actually used her pineal, um 
And believe it or not, I mean, I'll testify. I got it to about a teaspoon a day of the turpentine oil, and it works. I was amazed at what came out of me. Uh, it, it And you don't get sick. I mean, you would think turpentine oil would make you sick, but, I mean, that's just – I didn't get sick, you know. And, yeah. Um, worked great for me. Yeah, see, uh, uh, pine oil um, um, or turp, uh, in the essence, the extract, in reality, is one of the 26,000 bioflavonoids and was used by Cartier. He was introduced to him by the Indians because his, his troops, uh, when they landed at Nova Scotia, were suffering from scurvy very, very. And uh, see, a lot of people down in, say, South Louisiana, Southeast Texas, in this part of the country, you know, we've got a lot of rice and stuff. They strip the buffer, the rice bran, et cetera, and the polish off of their rice, and they eat that white rice. Well, that's how they killed 100,000 P.G. Islanders in one year uh, when the admiral, his old lady, went with him, and she had to have pretty rice, you know. But uh, these people are suffering from that, and by using that, um, I remember Dad worked at Crosby Chemicals, and he was a uh, he started as a uh, what they call a fireman, and then he became a uh, a boilermaker, and then he became a water tender. And what the water tender did was that he regulated all of the chemicals and the distilled water that went into the process that they would make. You know, their pine oil, their resins, and this and that and the other. They had grades of resin. I mean, it was just God, it was some of the most beautiful stuff you've ever seen. But he would always bring home um, a quart of 100% pure pine oil. And man, if we got bit by, you know, stung or a mosquito or a cut, uh, we'd put that pine oil on it. And uh, see, like we get a horse. Well, you have to be careful what you put on a horse. It mess their skin up. And uh, we would take that pine oil um uh, and like I say, you know, that's just the next step up is to turp it, you know, to go ahead and distill it on out. But uh, even the pine oil is distilled. It just depends on, the, you know, the what you're looking for. And uh, we started doing that, but uh, we'll use stuff like, let's say, this uh, filly. Had, we found out where she finally got her foot and her leg tore up, uh, both legs on the same side. She had went down, because uh, there's a big culvert, a four-foot diameter culvert that we put in that, uh, it, uh, uh, well, it's a 16-foot, 20-foot uh, right-of-way coming in, and uh, the gate's there, and uh, we put these eight-by-eight, eight, you know, cross ties and stuff in, these big ones, well, those are 12s, and uh, we put them in, and what happened is that uh, one of them it, on one side has got just a little bit of a slope to the left so that, you know, there's no water buildup on the road there. And she stepped down, and uh, the fence is right there on that. And her foot, uh, she went through that dang fence, and it caught, when she went to pull it back out, it caught her left rear leg. And I mean to tell you, it just tore a chunk of stuff. I mean, he was a beating this thing. Even if I'd have had her in, in, you know, in a bed shack to where I could knock her down and do surgery, I mean, listen, that would have been a job. And uh, the left front, she moved to get her balance, and when she did, damn, she didn't slip off up there with that foot going down inside that, because it's an entry into uh, 
you know, the pond. It's a flow through under the bridge, you know, under the, the property there for the creek to go in. And um, we started spraying what they call scarlet oil, and it has a substantial amount of pine oil and a red type of uh, ingredient that um, keeps flies and stuff away. And uh, once I had covered it the first few days, you know, to kind of let it build enough epithelial base and granulate in, um, I took it off and... uh, because you can put that bandage on in 24, 48 hours. You had to remove it. You know, I mean, it just funk up that bad that quick. And so we started spraying this, this red oil with that pine oil on it, like uh, Jennifer and Emma talked about. And uh, hell, that feeling right now, I mean, it still looks rough. But, man, uh, that big clumped up, tore up skin is all straightened out. Uh, it's sealing over. She ain't going to hardly have no damn scar at all. And um, see, like when we were children, they would use it to uh, uh, to get rid of uh, hookworms, tapeworms, you know, stuff. Well, I don't know about the tapeworm. I remember the hooks and the pinworms. And um, everybody, I don't care where you were in the South, you're going to get a dose of that if you was under 12 years old. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you better believe so, it. So, I mean, <laughs> anyway, that's the way it was. But um, uh, I remember, you know, it being effective. Well, I have a guy that's an acquaintance, I prayed for him, I knew him, and uh, this guy was up, I know he was at least 340, and he may have been uh, 400, and um, his wife was um, an RN, and, you know, I'm sure there probably wasn't too much going on, you know, around there, and, you know, he may not have been able to find things for several years, so to speak. Had too much of a tool shed there. And uh, <laughs> next thing you know is somehow they got to playing around. But anyway, she introduced him to this little deal called herpes. And uh, so uh, somebody got him turned on. I don't even know. I hadn't even talked to him. It's just a friend of mine that uh, knew because I had taught him medicine and stuff like that. And uh, he became the vice chairman for the fire district and uh, an EMT and Got all of his certifications, and uh, anyway, um, he told me, he said, uh, Gary, he said, uh, you know so-and-so? I said, yeah. He said, uh, remember how big he was? And I said, yeah. He said, he started taking turpentine every third day. What he was was a teaspoon pool, like Jennifer was telling him, uh, you know, a measuring teaspoon of pure gum spirits and a tablespoon of granulated sugar. And he would do that every third day. He said, Gary, he's lost over 140 pounds and cleaned up. He looks good. The stents they done aren't stopping up anymore. He said, remember that little gift that his wife gave him? I said, yeah. He said, well, it took care of that too. So, <laughs> you know, that there is a, that's a blessing uh, in itself, shall we say. <laughs> There's all sorts of good uses, you know. I, I tell you, one thing that every everybody should have is to go buy themselves a, a kind of a book on how to use essential oils and put it in your, uh, you know, just put it in your library and at least go out and get yourself some base essential oils, you know, and um, all the like the spearmint and the uh, wintergreen. If you if you ever you know sprain something or you get hit, you put wintergreen on it. 
and within a minute, the swelling will be gone. I mean, it takes swelling down almost immediately. Um, and learn their uses. Learn, you know, the different oils and what they're good for. And, um, yeah, I mean, because the days come when perhaps you might not be able to go to the doctor, you know. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that'd be good to have that. See, another thing, too, is like I buy bulk oils, and um, I found a place that I can, you know, get really good buys on, um, um, well, I get an Indian frankincense, and um, it's not exactly, I've got some that comes from Amman, Jordan, because in reality, Shabbat, it was not just Ethiopia, but Shabbat, which is really in the southern Arab Emirates, um, is where the Queen of Sheba, as they call her, came from. And their main trade and source of trade was the extract of the frankincense uh, uh, bush, and uh, they would get their gum resins, etc., from there. But um, the uh, one from India is based on Ayurvedic knowledge and is also uh, excellent. They, uh, excuse me, they have a thieves and... Uh, I've been using it, and uh, that stuff is potent. And then I have the thieves from, say, Young Living. I also have Young Living's book, and they recommend stuff, but they don't really tell you what it is. You know, they're the typical uh, marketing firm. You know, don't want to don't want to oh, get yeah. over here too much. But uh, there's other books. If you have any book or something that uh, would have some type of uh, uh, usage methodology. Uh, that would be simple and beneficial. Uh, if you want to throw it up on the deal or throw it out here on the deal where these people can get handle on it, we'll go looking for it. And um, anything that you you do like that, so yeah, that's kind of like you know Justin uh, uh, Swamp Shaman or or Hawk Feather. Yeah, uh, I got one right yeah. here that that's fantastic. Uh, it's written. It's called um, Reference Guide for Essential Oils written by Connie and Alan uh, Higley, H-I-G-L-E-Y, Connie and Alan Higley, uh, Reference Guide for Essential Oils. And what's so great about the book is it actually connects in the um, central parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems and kind of shows you how um, the essential oils can work with your nervous system as well as the different organs uh, in the body and you know so you can look up a condition that you might be trying to treat and it'll tell you exactly um, how to make a blend or what oils are good to uh, to help for that condition which is you know it's just a great reference to have uh, you know in the house sounds real good as a matter of fact uh, Connie and Alan let me get my pen yeah Higley there you go. Connie and Alan and even if you don't get the book, C O N N I E, and Alan A L A N, Higley H I G L E Y. H I G. Uh huh. Um, if you hold on a second, I'll tell you the. Uh, see who 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 distributes this or who prints it. Uh, it was published by Abundant Health, and you can go to uh, Abundant Health. ForU.com, and it's the number four, and it's the letter U. So www.abundanthealth4letteru.com. 
So, um, I mean, it's just really, really good uh, reference to have on your... Um, is, is the U sure. just a single U or Y-O-U? Uh, it's a single U. It's just a letter U. Okay, dot com. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll do that. And that uh, name of that book is, uh, give me the title one more time. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me get back to it. Uh, I keep walking away from it. That's uh, uh, a reference, uh, reference guide for essential oils. And uh, like I said, there's some base essential oils that everybody should have, um, and they're not really, um, uh, how shall you say it, uh, some of them, like you said, like peppermint, get peppermint. Um, um, lavender is great for the skin. If you've got any skin blemish, lavender is the ticket. Uh, yeah, lavender is real good. I don't like the smell of it, but it, it works great. I don't great. either. Um um, let's see, melaleuca oil, it's also known as tea tree oil, it's fantastic for just about, oh, yeah. it's got many purposes. Um, um, cinnamon bark, uh, rosemary, eucalyptus, um, lemon, all of these oils are just must-have, uh, um, and uh, many others. I've got probably... 60 different oils here in the house and we just like rose oil I, even though I mean most men they say rose oil what would I want with rose oil well rose oil has one it's 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 one of the most powerful oils it has it has some of the highest vibration of any other oil so in regards to its frequency it, it's just a very uh, potent oil to have it goes a little bit goes a long way yeah that's my smell is like a uh, rose, rose oil not not to cut you off, I let, I'm let go you ahead. go on, but let me put this comment there. Rose oil was one of the essential oils that Nostradamus made to stave off the Black Plague. And what he did was he created a wooden box, and um, he would set it on an angle, um, uh, you know, like a, you know, a, a sloped angle so that whatever was pressed down would come out. And they would fill it with uh, uh, roses, uh, with the uh, rose hips, you know, being the seeds in it and the petals. And uh, they'd put a plate of glass on it, and then they'd put more and put another plate of glass, and they kept going. And then finally, when they, however many, you know, plates that they could put in their box, um, they put on a wooden uh, plate over that so it didn't break the glass, and they would stack bricks on it. And the oil essence would come out. They would catch it in a bottle. And he would take that essence and give it to people that had the plague, and man, it would it, it would cure them. I mean, it heal them right on up. So, uh, you're you're absolutely correct about the power of say rose oil. Uh, I know if you use rose perfume, you need to be dark skinned because you put it on light skinned person, don't smell too chilly bueno at all. But uh, <laughs> like the fellow said, you know, a little bit of it. I'm, I'll see some of those gals will come in uh, some in places. And I don't know, I guess they think you got to fall off in it because, hot ah, damn, I mean, 200 feet away, man, upwind, you could smell it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's real strong. Yeah, it is. Well, the other thing I was going to say is uh, cinnamon. Get get some cinnamon. Um, and the reason being is um, you, could take, um, you could take a pot of water, put it on the stove, and you take a, a drop or two 
a little bit goes a long way. You take a drop or two and put it in the uh, boiling water, and it will kill 99.99% of airborne um, mites, animals, whatever that's floating around in your air. It 99.99% is dead, dead as a doornail. So yeah, and and for us, up to 90 minutes after the time that you could smell it last, it is still working. And uh, like this thieves I buy here, these big bottles, I, I didn't pay much at all for this one bottle of thieves. And I mean, it's like a four ounce bottle or a two ounce. What's that about? That must be a two ounce bottle. And mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, it, uh, man, it is phenomenal. Now, I, I use it to massage on the bottom of my feet. And I can tell the difference. That's um, kind of like if you really want to find out uh, whether garlic is effective, get you a you know, big, nice, fresh clove of garlic and smash it and just massage one foot and then take another clove and smash it and massage the other foot. Notice the effects that will begin happening. Now, you could get more out of it by chewing it, but it will go to getting rid of parasites. It will go to opening up the body. Because the natural allicin or allicillin is being absorbed directly in the system. But go ahead. You're doing a good job. Hell. Oh, well, the other is uh, oregano. Um, get you that. Get you some uh, 100% pure oregano. And uh, don't take 100% oregano in, in your mouth. I mean, that could really burn you up. But cut yeah, it. Yeah, it can. It'll your ass up. <laughs> and, you, and what you can do is if you ever get an ear infection, um, I, I'll testify to this. This is what I did last time I got an ear infection. Um, I took um, took a Q-tip and I took a drop of uh, tea tree oil and I took a, a drop of oregano and I just put it right at the head of my ear and then put a little um, put a little uh, cotton in there. And I'm telling you, um, it had gotten so bad I couldn't even hear out of the ear. And just a drop of that, uh, right at the very top, because like a, when I say it'll light you up, that's an understatement. You know, it's hot, and 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 literally in four hours it was completely gone. You could uh, you could take um, a little bit of extra virgin olive oil or pure extra virgin coconut oil that smells like and tastes like coconut. Uh, put mm-hmm. just enough and put that drop or two on it. That there will be your vehicle to carry it. And uh, uh, see, that'll penetrate because the tea tree will penetrate even pus. And well, uh, I'll tell you this about I, I know a whole lot about essential oils. When you see extra virgin, you actually don't want the extra virgin. What you want is the virgin. When uh, extra virgin is a second press, so when you buy extra virgin, you're actually getting. A, a more impure oil than you get in a virgin oil. So what you're really looking for is virgin olive oil or um, or virgin um, uh, coconut oil. And coconut oil is the ticket, man. I mean, coconut oil, even if you took it by itself, a teaspoon of coconut oil every day is just fantastic for you, you know. I mean, especially the mind, it's really good for yeah. the mind. In fact, I, I have a... Uh, a friend, or an associate rather, who's uh, 76, and around 74 he got um, Alzheimer's, and he literally got bedridden. Um, and his wife fed him a uh, teaspoon of coconut oil every day, and she gave him yep. turmeric, which is also fantastic. Get turmeric and put that in the cabinet, man. You know, turmeric is a ticket. And um, 
And the vitamin C, like you're saying, I I, I went out to one of these labs and got 100% um, uh, um, ascorbic acid, and I mixed that with uh, sodium bicarbonate, which you can buy. Sodium bicarbonate is just baking soda. You buy it right off the shelf or, you know, get you a ton of it for two bucks, you know. And uh, you take a I typically mix in about eight grams of um, vitamin C with about a quarter of a teaspoon of sodium bicarbonate, and then I throw water on top of it, and it and it that's what they call buffered vitamin C. So you don't have to pay the big dollars at the vitamin store; you can go make it yourself, you know. You know, yeah. so uh, and 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 once it's, it's buffered, it um, your body absorbs it much more um, readily. Um, it's much more efficient once it's buffered. So you don't have to take. Yeah, it I make a, I make a Lipsamol. I've got a vibrator machine and all that kind of stuff, and I make yeah. my own Lipsamol, and uh, that is excellent. But someone uh, fourteen asked about Parkinson. Um, uh, fourteen, if if uh, you use, let's say, in the actual study where the doctor, her and her husband were both doctors, he had lost his speech uh, for four years and was in the advanced stages of Alzheimer's. And Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, all of those are nerve-related, and they will diagnose various aspects of it, but they're, uh, they're all related to this mad cow-type syndrome and, um, and certain things that's in meat, et cetera. And um, it had got to the point that he couldn't hardly remember anything. So she managed to get a grant, and she put him on one tablespoon a day. Now, they would... Uh, Put so much, you know, a teaspoon in a in a black skillet, and uh, toast, a, you know, a tortilla, or, you know, flour tortilla, or whatever, and all. Man, he just go nuts over there because it smells so damn good. But uh, <laughs> that uh, tablespoon a day, uh, within forty five and no more than sixty days, it had reversed all of the dementia and a large portion of any shakes that were involved. And within a year's time, he had uh, recovered his entire speech, but it took a year because he hadn't been able to speak for four years. And so uh, the uh, the coconut oil is extremely good to recover. You'll see people with a nervous twitch all the time. Uh, if you'll give them that, that is a nerve condition. It's very similar in cases of, uh, of Parkinson's and uh, I had an uncle. I, I tried to tell him, but God dang, I mean, hell, they they lived in a damn box of Winston's, and uh, they ate out of the damn uh, help, uh, you know, the the local uh, uh, go down and get biscuits and sausage and and coffee, and that's it. You know, hell, they didn't have cook and all this kind of. And had millionaire, God damn, had more money than you could shake nine sticks at, and um, <laughs> he had a freezer. He grew and uh, raised uh, Santa Gertrude's cattle. And uh, just to give you an idea, he was so afraid of somebody stealing from him that uh, he wouldn't be nice to his cattle. He would have to trap his cows. And um, when when he finally passed, him and my aunt both passed, um, uh, she had passed from lung cancer and uh, different things. And, you know, for years, sick, couldn't do this, couldn't do that. But they opened up the freezer that they had in their garage, and it was level full of custom-cut, aged, 
grass-fed, raised beef. And I don't think they had cooked not one damn steak out of it. They had hmm. bought that crap from McDonald's and other shit, and there was there was a 1,500-pound freezer, top to bottom, with, there was enough meat in there, man, you talking about, there was some money laying in that thing. Hmm. Not very smart. No, that's, well, like the fellow said, they both in the graveyard, and he shook so bad he couldn't even write his own name. He had to get him a stamp, and then he got so bad he had to have somebody stamp the, the thing with the stamp. So, I mean, but you couldn't tell him nothing. You know, I mean, um, I tried to tell him how to get rid of using di, um, uh, disodium EDTA, tetrazenic acid, you know, with a certain formulation. Uh, there was a place over at Kirbyville, and they'd go over there, and they went one time, and so they were a genius. They didn't do what they thought they ought to do at the flip of a switch, you know. They've been doing this crap, tearing their body up for all these years, and they expect one trip down the tube, you know, and everything's mm-hmm. going to be 100% back to they were 20 years old again. Ain't going to happen. But you, you, they just can't they can't get a handle on that. Now, they'll go down and, and give that doctor tater thousands of dollars. Nothing happens, but that's the best damn doctor tater in the country. You hear me? Well, I told my daughter the other day, I said, it, here's how you got to look at it. you you got to look at it as pay me now or pay me a whole lot later. So you spend the extra money on yourself today. Pay the $10 to go get some decent food today, or you're going to pay a doctor thousands of dollars, potentially all of your life savings to keep you alive for six months in the future. I mean, it's just, it's just, it doesn't make any sense, you know, and, um, I was going to say one other thing, too, is um, uh, colloidal silver and colloidal gold. And believe it or not, I would even recommend colloidal uh, colloidal, um, copper, Um, especially to the ladies, because colloidal copper, you take take a spray, and you spray colloidal copper on your face in the evenings. And and believe it or not, the the skin just loves it. It'll... uh, It'll repair the collagen and all the, you know, all the wrinkles around the eyes will slowly, you know, they'll slowly disappear. And um, it really is amazing what a little colloidal copper will do for the face. Yeah, and and colloidal copper, uh, if they start getting veins and stuff that break, uh, you have to have that copper in order to cause the the tissue and and the venous and arterial structure to rebuild. Uh, people will start getting aneurysms and blowouts if they don't have a sufficient amount of uh, copper in the system. And the second thing that helps that reverse is borax. Um, oh, yeah. Boron. Cheap. And uh, you can get on earthclinic.com. And uh, there's even a formula. There's people in there that will teach you. Uh, um, that's where I discovered how to take and grow hair. I, and I'll tell them a lot of times. You've probably heard me say it. I can grow hair on everything but a cue ball, a golf ball, and a ping pong ball. <laughs> yeah, borax is the the unscented borax, and especially for men that are having you know trouble with the libido, borax will give you a little lead pencil. So that's good stuff. Yeah, Gypsy, you're correct. Yeah, that's that's true. And and see, this <laughs> is the deal. I mean, uh, uh, most of these people. Uh, they could cure themselves. I could go. I went uh, to the Hickman family reunion. They headed up at a place called the Ritter, and um, so I went up there one day. And uh, man, they was in there talking this and talking that. And I, 
I was looking at everybody that came, and I could tell you everything that was wrong with them, about what kind of damn medication they were taking because of the effects that it created in their body. You could not tell them people what that was. They they would have thought I had done dropped off of the Empire State Building and landed on a big rock down below on my head. I could not have told them this. I just, you know, I just had to walk on by and let them just keep suffering in their misery. But, you know, that's the thing. That suffering is to stop them and wake them up. If they'll listen, it's like a bad dream. It's, it ain't to kill you. It's to get your attention, to wake you up. But, see, people don't listen. And that's what that advice you gave your daughter. Oh, bless your heart. I mean, she just don't realize how good a daddy you are. Well, it's the it's the little stuff that counts, you know what I mean? And and um I don't want them leaving my house thinking they gotta go to a pastor, they gotta go to a doctor in order to be whole in life, you know. They got everything they need, they just need to use their brain a little bit, you know. So you know, we got this uh gray matter up here for a reason. That is correct, brother. That is definitely correct. I was going to put Earth Clinic on there. Uh, somebody had got it, but it's not spelled like uh Man, this is pretty good. You coming in here, helping out like this. Uh, hey, Gary, I started, um, I found a, a lady who, um, who sold a, a bracelet technology that um, somehow or another um, she was able to patent this. She she got the idea from NASA, and and actually I made this part of our our business. I actually you know have have worked this into our business, and and I just I'm not I'm not I'm not going to even tell you how to get it because I'm not here to tell people um, to to promote it. But I'll just tell you in my own experience. Uh, you know what what NASA was finding is when they were sending folks out um you know they were coming back extremely weak and sick and and what was happening is the ultraviolet uh rays were just decimating the human body i mean it just yeah. you know and so um how they cured them how they brought them back up or brought them up back online if you will uh to to use the term of the day is they they um there's something um, called the Schumann resonance, and yes, there is. Okay, okay. So you're familiar with Dr. Schumann. Okay, so um, Schumann found that essentially the universe um, vibrates at a certain uh, frequency. The Earth, and and for that matter, the the first Schumann resonance is around 7.83 hertz. Well, that seven seven point eight three is pretty close to eight and th- and that should ring a bell for you. That's that's alpha. That's alpha brainwave. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> so um what they found is is that they, they could encode um certain organic metals with that frequency with the Schumann resonance and people could actually put that on their body and that um it would it would um instantly the water that's in our body would be um, um, would vibrate. It ta- water picks up a frequency immediately. I mean, you literally yeah. It, take- it, it creates a scalar wave, uh, um, a, a, a scalar wave um, effect that is. Uh, it, it's like you said. It's very synchronous. 
And if we get near it, see, that's what happens when we're praying for people. We're creating that scalar wave, and we're 70 to 90%, depending on what aspect of the body it is. And uh, we're promoting and pro, uh, um, uh, creating that field that's now interacting with their field. And all of a sudden, by our mind going to that level, if they can uh, let their mind travel there to accept it, it carries them to that healing resonance, and bam, just like that, they're healed. That's all it is to it. Well, I like how you said healing resonance. Um, when See, people today, they, they carry around these um, so-called smartphones. Well, anytime you see the word smart in front of anything, you can pretty much flip it on top of its head and call it dumb. <laughs> All right, you might get hooked up to the global brain through the Internet or whatever through it, but you see, it's operating at a certain megahertz frequency, so it's, it's blocking your body. If you've got um, shoes on, or, or sandals that have a rubber sole, then your body has become a capacitor. There's no way for you to discharge the electrical frequency to the earth, so you can't get grounded. You're basically That's walking correct. as a walking capacitor. So so then the body loses its ability to, to come to that natural um, base frequency of 7.83 hertz, which is... I mean, you ever people go to the beach and they don't realize it, but they say, "Oh, I feel so great when I'm walking right there at the edge of the surf." Because at that point, your body has reached 100% potential. You're walking in a marine environment, and and literally, typically, you don't have shoes on, so you've got 100% connectivity to the to the earth, and so your body has reached a. Uh, it, it's now the water in your body is resonating at around 7.83 cycles per second, which is. Um, I'll just put it to you like this. Um, ever since I started using this technology, I, I no longer need an afternoon nap. I, my my knee, which was bothering me, literally is, you know, I don't have to wear a brace anymore. I've given that up. Um, I mean, just little things like that, but, but do make a difference, you know. Um, and I've noticed, you know, tremendous... Um, Strength and it's increased my strength. I'm just I'm just saying that like my mental focus, my my physical strength has improved, and uh, and so there is something to the fact that um, we are so much more. Uh, well, let me say it to you like this right here: everything in nature vibrates, and so with that, it should be obvious that um, that we are composed of atoms, and uh, and therefore. Um, you know, well, we that's, might that's DNA. The, that's the very name. That's the very name of our people. They think it's A D A M, A Dam. Yeah. Well, if it's right. A Dam, that's an alpha dam, and she must be impregnated with an alpha male or by an alpha male. And yet, when you look at the Adam, it's not Adam. It's Atom or A T O M, uh, A Tom. <laughs> Well, they say that a rib was taken out, but um, you know, if you accept the um, the model of the electron and the proton and the neutron, which I'm not so sure that that's 100% correct. I know that's the model that's currently taught, but certainly they've been able to use that model to to create tremendous energy in the in the atomic bomb, you know, by removing the electron, so-called, from the um, from the structure. Um, Albeit, I say that I'm not sure the model's correct because Tesla and others have pointed to perhaps that that's not a um, a, a righteous model that there that that might not be really what's going on. Um, but 
and that's and that just goes right back to the very premise of the show. Question everything. Just don't accept blindly just because somebody who has a title says that's the way it is, you know. Yeah, and I'll tell you something else that you can do. That Well, two things you can do. One, uh, if you'll get on the web and punch up uh, sun gazing, and uh, the first 30 minutes in the morning and the first 30 minutes or the last 30 minutes in the day is when you can do it safely. But you have to start off, and this guy will tell you he's up in Oregon. Uh, the other thing is that if you will take your shoes and socks off and set your chair out to where you can put your feet on the grass, on the ground, and sit out there and just give yourself a 15-minute time to relax, meditate, breathe uh, outside, you will find that uh, your body will begin to rebalance. And a lot of the, the systems that's uh, out of whack will begin to recover just by by doing that simple act of balancing on the ground and letting the negativity uh, rebalance. Take your shoes off and put your feet on the earth, right? Um, hey, um, I'd like to, if you don't mind, I've been doing a lot of research on, um, I just read Man- Manly P. Hall's The Secret Teachings of All the Ages, which was a read. It's about a thousand plus pages. And uh, um, um, he's, you know, they're talking about Saturn in there and you know the bible uh the hebrew bible if you will i mean it talks about the star of um oh geez i can't remember the name it uses but i mean i think that they're talking about saturn i think that and you know i was looking at um stanley kubrick 2001 very end of that you have the two sons you know and um i think you know, I got to tell you, man, the more I look into this and the more I study this, I think that when people talk about sun worship, I think they're worshiping Saturn. They I don't are. think they're worshiping our sun. I think it's Saturn. Well, see, see, okay, now, see, this is why when you go back, okay, the Jupiter priesthood or the Society of Zeus, that even though it's equated in our terminology with Jupiter because of the biggest planet. Excuse me. But those rings around Saturn are really the product of a collision, just like the battered bracelet is between, I believe it's Jupiter and Venus, that's referred to in the book of Job. And see... uh, Excuse me. The Maserat is the circle of the movement of the serpent through the heavens. And so as we go into these different uh, zoological uh, uh, characteristics, the house of the animals, that's what, uh, you know, a zodiac is. But... uh, Oh, yeah. uh, Damn. Oh man, I'm picking up on somebody on this call big time. It was uh Bullinger who wrote who wrote the uh Bullinger wrote the, the Witness of the Stars and he basically it's a fantastic work cuz he goes into the uh, scriptures and he shows you how like, you know, they took names of stars and they they instead of writing out the particular name, they wrote down the translation. So in many places in the major prophets you'll read a phrase, 
And that phrase is actually talking about a, the name of a specific star in a specific uh, constellation. And, yeah. And so this witness, you know, I, I can't remember which psalm it is, but there's a psalm that says, hey, look, the, um, the heavens declare the glory of God. I mean, the gospel oh, is yes, written they in do. stars. And so, yes, they do. Absolutely. Um, the story has <laughs> yes. always been in the stars. The calendar of the Mayans and the calendar, the Zalkin for the Mayans, and really there's three calendars in one there. And uh, then when you deal with Egypt, you're going to the temple in Dendra and uh, the yes. calendar that come from there. Boy, they don't really like a lot of people seeing some of that stuff because what it's going to do. See, if, if, if too much information gets out, you're going to catch the Pope and the lies of religion. And when you catch the lies of religion, you're going to catch the lies and the fallacy of, of, say, politics and whatever type of regime you want to uh, go back to. And if you went to the Rockefeller, you were going to the bankers in ancient Egypt. That's your modern-day people today. They they, they changed in thousands of years. And if you look yeah. in the Encyclopedia yeah. of Judica, like it talks about a Jew, they tell you they were never in Egypt. They were never in bondage. But in reality, you're going back to um, um, oh hell, thirteen, fourteen hundred years ago, and the king that come out of um, Turco-Mongolian, and that's where your Khazarian um, empire was at that time. His name was Belul, B-E-L-U-L, and uh, they converted. They picked uh, what religion they wanted to convert for commerce, and that's why they went with Judaism. And then they sent their scholars back to Babylon. Well, if you look on an ancient map, you'll see that Egypt is also called Babylon. And um, I happen to have, you know, maps with that on there. I mean, real old maps. But, uh, see, they changed all that stuff around. And see, what uh, you and I, we're an anachronism to most of these people. Hell, we, we, we don't listen to the normal convention. Uh, or we do, but then we studied and found out that the hell it wasn't right, and so then we really got down to the real program, you know. And uh, and uh, that that's one of the reasons why you're like you are. I mean, I can't help it. I'm I'm as weird as a mud duck, as a fellow said, you know. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that you um yeah, all of a sudden you know the the scripture that says if a man will lose his life, then he'll find it, you know. And I say man, but I mean. You know what I'm saying, mankind, and and I never understood what that meant until um, you know when you you got to kick kick off all the programming and you got to say, all right, um, what if everything that I think I know is bullshit? What if I mean everything? What if everything that I've been told is a lie? You know, not willingly. I mean, mom and dad they gave me what they gave me, and, and you know, but what if they were misled? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And so that, to me, was the beginning of, of, if you want to call it an awakening process or whatever you want to call it, that's when, you know, I was like, all right, well, i got to question everything I hear, you know. Does this, does this ring true? And even today, you know, I mean, what am I going to go to the doctor and the guy says, well, you know, such and such is wrong with you. It's your mitochondrial, cerebral, whatever, you know. I mean, what the hell do I know what he's talking about, right? And yeah, but that's, that's part of their language. See, that's like legalese, man, medical ease. 
Fascinating, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's called confusion to where you don't understand. He won't speak in plain English. Yeah, yeah. Well, you well, know what the thing is. Yep. That's so he. That's so he can let you think that he knows something. That way, you'll be willing to pay. See, that's the priesthood language, or whatever his profession is. Well, there certainly is. Um, Security in the profession. If you make, if you develop a language specific to that profession, because um, only you know. I mean, you go to the mechanic, and the guy says, "Hey, man, your Johnson rod. If you threw a Johnson rod, you're like, okay, how do I fix that?" He said, "Go to the doctor." <laughs> Don't you always hear what they say? Well, let me explain it to you in layman's terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna lay the man down. We're gonna hold oh my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, if you go back to the ancient uh, tablets of, uh, of Samaria, it's really Shumaria, but they dropped the H, and somebody didn't know how to spell it and say it, and so they they called it summer. But um, you go back to the ancient chronicles of NKEA and different ones, you'll find out that. Uh, Different classes each developed their own specific language so that they could talk without the others knowing what the hell they were saying. That practice is going on today. Now, you have to stop and think about it. You know, I mean, uh, if you walk in uh, and you're a traveler, I mean, I don't give a damn. The outs are in the first chapter. You just have to, uh, the first paragraph. All you have to do is understand what the crap you're looking at. But nevertheless, you know, see, the average bird um, he goes in, and uh, he sure as hell, uh, he's hoodwinked and, and so forth and so on, bumped on the head and drug out. and uh, well, Anyway, uh, he's done lost all of his knowledge because he's done submitted to someone else that has got him convinced that they know where they're going. And if he will listen to them and follow what their protocols are, and not only will he be accepted in the brotherhood, but he will get somewhere. And see, this this is the whole deal. That's the principle of, of say, the College of Cardinals, excuse me, and your university college system. Uh, some of you go down there, and they're going to give you a little piece of paper and tell you you've got a Bachelor of Arts or Bachelor of Science. And then some of you, you're going to go and get you an MS or MA, and they're going to make you know a little bit more. And then finally, they're going to give you a PhD, a piled higher and deeper, and they call that a sheepskin because they have done convinced you how to professionally follow whoever the hell went before you, and if they didn't know nothing, and they got a sheepskin, you know nothing, and you have a sheepskin, but you see, you are now a professor. You are a doctor of bullshit. <laughs> and nothing ever leaves the system, because everybody, instead of going to school and learning that which was granted of them of God, they instead learned how to fit themselves into, you know, like Alice in Wonderland. She ate the thing and made herself small. She didn't have to eat it, you know, and and yet she made herself small, and then she's trying to always get back out, you know, and it's like the eagle said, you can check out any time you like, or check in any time you like, but you can never leave, you know, and, you know, so the, the thing is, is, so so we go to the school, and the school teaches you how to be, you know, a good worker, you know, how you can earn and so that you can go out and have a nice house. And so you can, 
learn how to be a big consumer, you know, and yeah, <laughs> learn how to be in debt, right? Go ahead and get that's in right. And, and, and you don't ever get a. I got so much money score. You get a credit score, huh, damn. I mean, you, you don't have no money. You just got credit. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. It's funny what you said about that. You know, I. What that was the guy that I took under my wing about four years ago, and I and I uh, took him up and I taught him all about trust law and I taught him how to be a trustee and I took him on and he he became trustee to like um, well it's about fourteen different trust accounts right now and he um he uh, all these different trusts have all these different accounts well as the bills are paid on time. It looks like to the system that this guy really handles a lot of money, you know. I mean, it looks like he knows what he's doing, you know, and that. Yep. So he's got like this credit rating of like, um, well, I think last time we checked it was like eight forty. It's ridiculous, and yet this guy lives in the attic of um, of his uh, cousin's place, and he doesn't really have, you know, anything to, you know, in, in regard to the material world. But as far as the system's concerned, he may as well be, you know, he's riding high, right? So, oh, yeah. so anyway, so he gets an offer to join the uh, the club without windows the other day, and so I'm like, how did you get this? I mean, he said he he said that you can't just show up and and knock and say I want to come in. Someone's got to sponsor you in. So he he gets this offer to come in, and and I said, what do you think? You know, what do you think about you uh, caused them to make to make you this offer? He said, I think it's my credit score. <laughs> 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 I just started laughing. I said, "Well, I guess they got to get you in there and you know make merchandise of you, teach you how to go ahead, you know, pay your dues, you know." <laughs> yeah, uh, Gypsy makes a statement there. She said, "That's why we have to pass those rooms." <laughs> well, that mental trick to me, and all you're doing is getting a higher dose of what you naturally produce anyway. But another thing, see, one of the real hang-ups with uh, marijuana and uh, the shrooms that create the natural hallucinogenic mind expansion state, uh, it's kind of like LSD, uh, lispartic acid and so forth. Um, See, like if you were in first, third, or in certain operations, they would give you certain things because it would open, um, they call it the God molecule if they're doing research on DMT, and I say it hardly. And uh, they found that when these states opened, there was a a supply of knowledge or information that so far exceeded what's taught in the physical system that uh, you will now laugh at the physical system. It reminds me of the stories of the ancient Gnostics uh, because they would laugh at the Christians because they knew that they did not know uh, where in the hell their story uh, and their doctrine had come from. And they would try to explain that to them, and consequently, you know, the government, uh, since it was set up by Rome, it was a Roman church. In reality, the empire's church under Constantine, who was also called Augustus Caesar. Um, and so when uh, they said, oh, no, we can't have that. And see, that sounds just like David Rockefeller. We cannot allow these people to educate their children at home. We can't have these homeschoolers. They will not accept our law. In other words, they won't accept our pigs our pigs will, and uh, we got to get them away from that. we got to force them into this system. We need to give them some core education here because we're going to make them as dumb as goddamn bunnies, and um, we'll even control how they breed, so to speak. And, and you have to stop and think about what is really going on here. 
because uh, uh, they don't want you to know. It's just like they don't want you to know the true practices of sex. That's why they keep a moralistic system in place that they have established the moral boundaries of because then they can control the birthing, B-I-R-T-H, but in reality, brackets, B-E-R-T-H-I-N-G, in the closure, uh, of a child. This is part of their monetization system because, see, people came out of bondage years ago in the land of Egypt, but they have returned back into the house of bondage because we still traded in stocks and bonds on an international commercial market. Does that make any kind of sense to anybody? Or go ahead, Brother Michael Joseph. I know good and damn well you got something to throw on that. <laughs> well, I do. Uh, you know, uh, the Pharaoh who said uh, to the Hebrew midwives, he said, when you perform the office of the midwife, I want you to kill every uh, newborn Hebrew male. And, and there uh-huh. you go. You just said it. So did they, did they actually kill the child today, or do they give it civil death upon its birth? I mean, nothing's uh-huh. changed. They just changed the terms of what they, what they mean. Nothing's changed under the sun. But they give you that birth certificate and and and, and switch you over into a um, into this public trust in which they make you surety for the debt, um, surety for the constitution, if you will. And um, so all your life, it's a it's a debt bondage system. I mean, otherwise there'd be no need for a license. There'd be no need for any of this. But slaves have to be licensed to do any deed. It's it's illegal for a slave to do a deed that's unlicensed. See, that's another reason they want boundaries for governments, because you can't go unless you submit to them, get their approval, their passport, pay their fees. I mean, this is still a marketing system. You've got multiple plantations all over the planet, so to speak. Yeah, and so the question is, is you always got to come back to um, why? I mean, is, what's the, I mean, think about it. Um, Okay, so if you say if you say the why is to compel mankind to 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 be equitable to each other, okay, could like for instance, under the way the 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 original state was set up here in the so-called United States, only white men 21 years of of age and older had any rights. Anybody that wasn't a white man 20, had no rights. Well, when they women couldn't vote, that was women didn't uh, sign that constitution. So I mean. But with the new system that came in, now um, everybody is brought down to, um, uh, or brought up, or brought down, depending on how you want to look at it, to to a level playing field. So there's equity across the board now. Um, yep. Is that a bad and, thing? And and, and really, no, quickly, it's a good thing. See, our system is set up to do exactly what the Islamics are doing to their women. Uh, they put their women under a damn burqa and a and, and a scarf or a headdress. Uh, to, to make the woman subordinate or to hide her behind the veil. And yet, in reality, she's got the power, but they don't want her to wake her ass up and know it. And so we set this system up, and we run it by a bunch of uh, third-legged individuals that's always got a stiff on that really don't use their damn brain other than the one that they got down there hanging between their legs. And they can't do a lot of thinking because they don't operate on true... Uh, information of thought and, 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 you know, the cognizance of the intellect and true reasoning, they they think on on a lust uh, uh, basis of, uh, well, hell, uh, 
I need another toy. I I, I need a a seventy five thousand dollar custom built three quarter ton Ford dually uh, with a diesel whatever, and a, I need a, a fifty five or sixty five thousand dollar boat to pull behind it so I can go fishing uh, maybe three four times a year. I mean, you, you, you see, they got to sell the Gladiator Sports, and they've got to sell the reward system, and so everybody's out here trying to you know, die with the most toys. Okay, so the question is, is okay, I have spent, and I know you have, you, you've you been doing this call, I, I used to give free seminars where I'd speak it for five hours at a time, straight. And I found after years of that, I did that for like five years over here in Raleigh. I mean, I gave free seminars damn near every, every Thursday. And, and it didn't make a hill of beans difference, man. Nothing happened. Everybody would come and they would say, hey, this is great, man. I mean, this is great. Nothing changed. <laughs> that's exactly right. And uh, see, that's the whole deal. That's that's the real crisis that I have been going through with this call business. Every, um, I'm, I'm, I sit here and I go to thinking every week now, what in the hell am I doing getting on this call? I am not helping these people do a damn thing. And uh, I run energy on them. I'll teach them. I'll show them. I mean, God damn, if they were in the military, man, if you didn't produce, you'd get your ass out of the program because we don't want nobody in here that don't want to do. And um, a lot of these people are as good as they are and as much as I like them. It's just that I know until they put their own mind in motion and begin to put feet behind their thoughts, Nothing is going to happen. Oh, you're so right. And you know something? When you give it to them, in reality, they consider it worthless because they did not pay for it. There was a guy recently who chastised me for charging uh, $97 to teach them um, something that other people are charging $10,000 to teach. And I said, if I gave it to you for free, you you wouldn't even give me a second thought. You know, you, yep. you'd just be That's in true. one ear and out the other. It'd be saved to your computer somewhere, and you'd say, oh, this is great, and never even look at it. Yep. And that's, that's what we decided. Thought, we I... actually decided to, to charge a penance. I mean, we don't even make any money off of the deal. It's an absolute <clears throat> penance. But we figured if we charge something, I mean, $97 a year to come back and learn and learn and watch and study again, read again, come back, talk with whatever – and and yet people are like, I can't believe you're charging. I'm like, <laughs> let me tell you about human nature, all right? <laughs> let me just tell you about human nature, you know? Oh God. Yeah. But you know what? Even though even though we we actually, uh, I I don't know if. Like, I think there's something more to the program. I think that there is maybe it's the frequency, maybe it's something. And like I keep coming back to uh, Manly P. Hall's book and Saturn and the and the you know um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people that are talking about how the the universe is like a um, a hologram. Even even um oh the guy used to come on Johnny Carson all the time he he said that the universe is spiritual and if you talk to Max Planck and if you read his books and Heisenberg Polly and these guys I mean they said the same thing the universe is spiritual yes um, it is and, and it's all so, so they 
And now, you know, for instance, I was reading in the Bible the other day, I think Psalm 139, he said, I create darkness and I create the light. And to me, it's all the same. And so to me, all of a sudden, the, the light comes on. That's dark matter and light matter. That's regular matter and dark matter. And and, and so it's just matter. Uh, it's yeah. just that we we can only perceive a certain we can only perceive a certain small um, spectrum of of light. So most of the universe is not perceptible to our uh, five senses. Yeah, you uh, you can only see really and truthfully about ten percent because so, uh, right. you have to you have to stretch the tent cords of understanding to be able to get beyond that. And see, this is why they said, well, Einstein used ten percent. Einstein in reality did not. Uh, he used his total brain like we do, um, and it's true, he was a genius, he was really a savant, but in reality, he was also a borderline idiot. Um, he could go home to eat lunch. If you stopped him on the way, he would have to ask you if he was going or coming, so he'd know where in the hell he'd been. And um, they called him the little general, but it took him over 20 years to get his head wrapped around quantum physics and quantum mechanics. That was the fuzzy logic, you know, that he just couldn't put his hand around because it, 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 he was so locked into the physical science paradigm that um, to think outside of the box of limitation of what we perceive of and call modern science, uh, man, it's it, whoo, that was blowing his doors off. And see, her whole, in reality, uh, quoted Einstein's uh, uh, equals uh, MC squared formula before Einstein did, but because of the jury base, um, they lauded Einstein, and so Einstein became the number one. But uh, Einstein and um, uh, Dr. Neumann, see, and Neumann uh, supposedly died uh, in a certain time frame, but he wrote 15 books after his death, and see, he was really the unified, yeah, he was a unified field theorem. And going back to the Manhattan Project and uh, the initial uh, production uh, and creation of what became the master computer system, which was in reality the forerunner and the foundation for what we know up today is the Unibat. Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that um, okay, if the universe is holographic, then. And I heard somebody say this the other day, and, and, and so I was thinking about this today, is that, okay, then this is what I heard somebody say, that we're much less, we're not really born into the universe so much as as if the universe is born into our consciousness of perception. Yeah. And if that's yeah. the truth, if that's the truth, then there's a program um, that is, is encoded into our DNA, and when when I hear the life is in the blood, it's talking about this DNA, this 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 place, this place in what you might call the the holy place in the temple where the book of the law was written, the DNA, you know. Uh, yeah. And and so, um, what if if this DNA is vibrating and it's susceptible yes. to a particular program, you know? Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> I would oh, like yes. to interject here for a second, if possible. You know where it says that? I mean. We come here. We're we come here to wake up and to understand. Which in reality, we know everything that is past, present, and future, and the frequencies and stuff that's flowing through us. Doesn't it say we're going forth 
uh, conquering and to conquer? Isn't that going forth comprehending and understanding this what's before us, that how to use and um, bring forth through those light frequencies and things that are within us? That will cause okay, us. To okay, 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 okay. You, 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 real close, and, and MJ was dead on top of it when he mentioned that word hologram. Just what if supposition? Just consider, please. We're entering, and we're in the hollow deck. It is a mechanism of thought. He preordained, predestined everything it was going to be, and everything was created, already created. Oh, wait a minute. So there's a parameter here that we can operate in that has ad infinitum built into it. Yes. Is it conceivable that as we perceive of a thing, the hologram automatically shapes, reshapes, charges, discharges, dissolves or brings forth creating that manifestation of what comes forth as the movement product of our thought. I've hastened my word, my thought to perform it. So this process creates the torsion field of connectivity and that is where the natural built-in geometry of connection occurs and so as we think like that in that hologram it automatically shapes and reshapes pursuant to our belief structure. That's why people move in and out of our world of existence because uh, we're like planets in a sense that we're going through uh, the universe uh, as the Maserat, the serpent of light and structure and vibration, and we move in this uh, kind of like a biorhythmic type of form, and yet as we hit those frequencies, we change and alter different things. MJ, does that make kind of sense right now, what you're saying? And Jim, I think maybe me and you are in the same ball game, are we not? Uh, yes, sir. And also, like with with the eyes, we don't we we see light vibration that goes through our eyes. Don't see like what we think is a table and everything. We're picking up light frequency, and it's yeah, interpreted. That, that's go ahead, brother. No, that's correct. Uh, that's what uh, the eye is. It's a, it's a light center. You don't see with your eye. You see with your brain. Yes, sir. Okay, so so let's just let's just stop here. Like I, I today, I had this kind of epiphany of Samson, and I thought, and, and this is my thought, and I know this is going to sound wild, but Samson is like I I started seeing Samson as a type of Christ, and in in you know in the sense, but also. It, since Christ is supposed to be formed in us, Christ is 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 not so much an entity as it is a title. Uh, and so, Christ being formed in me, it, it, Samson had strength when his when he had his hair. I mean, metaphysically, symbolically, you know, um, that which is born from the higher and drops down to the lower. Um, when that mechanism was um, working properly, it was strong. But when but when the woman of desire, if you will, uh, brought him, took him away from his purpose and, and his path, cut, cut his hair, he became weak. Then the Philistines, the five senses, were able to subject him to the carnal um, experience where he, where he was made to toil under the burden of carnality. And 
And so the point is, is what if instead of, um, like I said, in like some kind of program, um, what if the program is residing at a level in which the conscious mind is not aware of it? So like if it's in the, super, the sub or superconscious mind, so that the conscious mind is not even can't can't be aware of his of his existence, so the conscious mind can't even do anything about it. There's nothing the conscious mind can do. Uh, the, in other words, the natural man is the brute beast meant for destruction. Is the same is the same symbol. Right? That's exactly what that really means. That's exactly what that means. See, that conscious man, as long as he's limited and taken in the literal five sense realm, he can't do shit. Now, if he understands that he can use the formula of thought to impregnate the deep, sudden, superconscious mind, oh, now he can do anything. Yes. But because, he has to understand it. Yeah. Okay, so if he, can, if he can do anything, then he he's no longer subject to to this realm. I, I, I There was someone on this call, um, um, I want to say about a month back, maybe a little over a month, who mentioned a guy named Danny Witten, and I've started going and looking because I, I, you know, I've got my engineering degrees, and I and I like you know the way he uses Metatron's cube, and I you know it just appeals to my left brain. Okay, <laughs> so but he talked about something in a recent video called the Four Worlds, and he looked at the Stonehenge and showed how Metatron's cube and and actually reducing the circles, they was able to. Um, with with uh, Stonehenge and also the pyramids to do what they what's called the four worlds and and you know this took, I mean, you know I put together I connect dots and that's you know and so I'm thinking all right this this like you know carnal experience is like it's it, it's got bounds in it you know what I mean I mean you're bounded by this idea that like for instance light is the fastest thing in this world and it may be the fastest thing in it might be a physical boundary in the first world but in the second yeah. world it might not be we might be That's able right. to um experience is faster than the straight linear so you've got your two worlds right here now but we can go at least one more and we call it thought yes well, I mean, even like for instance, they they showed in quantum mechanics if they took if they took one and they put it spin, and if there was two in the shell, if they spun one immediately, if they moved the the other uh, universe away, which is a couple of inches away, the moment that the other one changed spin immediately, it, the other one took on the reverse spin. So that is information that's traveling faster than the speed of light. And okay. so there uh, is. Let me show you something, and you think about this while you're doing it. And Chris Angel does it, but uh, and and Alistair did it. You can too. Let's say that someone is throwing a strong image on the wall. You know, a reflection, a shadow. I can mentally begin to work that shadow on the wall, and it will affect them in their physical body. Yes which will alter and change the shadow on the wall. Okay, so say it again. There, There's a shadow that's projected uh, on the wall. Let's say standing up and, and there's a light shining and it's throwing a shadow on the wall. Okay. I mentally can work that shadow on the wall, just the shadow. 
and manipulate it by my mind, it will make the physical body conform to what I've manipulated on the wall. Now, yes. you think about it, your image, your shadow, it is alive. It's yes. well, a I mean, different it's, frequency. It's a different frequency. It They'll be able to feel it, too. Yes, you can. Okay, so Carl, Carl Jung's idea of the shadow, the shadow self, which is in between the true self and, and you know, Zeppelin talking about our shadows taller than our souls. Uh, so is that is the is shadow being, you're, are you talking about a, a metaphysical shadow or are you talking about a true uh, projection of a shadow of, of some image? I'm talking about the light shadow that's being cast or the light being deficit in your own image. There is a light side and there is a dark side. The shadow is the dark side. I can manipulate it just like I can manipulate the physical side. It may be easier for me to manipulate the dark side because of the fact that it's not cognizantly going to resist in its conscious range. And so I can come in, it's kind of like a back door on a computer program. Hmm. The mind is extremely... MJ, I have been exposed to very unique ways of thinking. And um, from that, and then the way I was taught and trained and stuff like that, and then with the scriptures, man, it just opened doors that... um, Sometimes I don't even know how to talk to people. Um, I don't know how to say that to them. So the best thing to do is just smile, hello, how you doing, go my ass on down the road, you know. But um, uh, the fact of it is, is that, man, I look, I yearn for people that have the ability to think in these realms. God, it's like it's like tying into the 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 electrodyne of the of the universe. I mean, man, you just you can charge and recharge and. You can go and grow with them. And, I mean, uh, I don't know if you'd call them old souls or not, but it's people that have had a substantial aspect of Godhead or Godhood realization in themselves. And they're beginning to operate in these higher frequencies. Many of them don't even realize what the hell they're doing, but they're doing it. Well, I'll I'll tell you this, like, in my own life, um, I've come to realize that, like, I, I I can't bow my knee to something that I don't believe in. I, I just can't say just because these people have presumed authority over the masses that they, they have authority over me, too. I, I just can't do it. And and the reality is is that I, I, fear has been replaced with, in a sense, love, because I it, it's not like love like people say, well, you make me feel good, but it's love like, the warrior priest type of love, the the Joshua type love that says, "Man, I, I, if I got to kick ass, that's what I'm going to do." You know, I don't want to. I want to come down there in peace, but but I'm not I'm not shaking in my boots either like I used to be. I, I just I can't. I, it, it's in me, and if I try to get away from it, I can't get away from it. It pulls me right back into where I am. I'm, I'm in the past, man. I can't get out of it. It's, yeah, it's uh, my, it's like my someone. Might- Someone made a uh, gypsy made a statement on here just then, uh, kind of like what you you and I were really bumping on, and it says, um, 
And if we want to talk Bible talk, can we please concentrate on after Armageddon? Well, well, that's a unique term you got there. Another term for Armageddon is the Valley of Megiddo. Another place of it calls it uh, the Valley of Jehoshaphat. Another place calls it uh, Jezreel, the Valley of Jezreel. Another is the Valley of the Kings. But another meaning of it is called the Valley of Decision. And um, until we make the decision, we will remain in the Valley of Megiddo, Armageddon. We're in the war. Multitudes, multitudes are in the Valley of Decision. And they're having to wake up because they're making these decisions, some cognizantly uh, with awareness, some... uh, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're just doing it. Hell, I mean, flip a coin, you know. Uh, they ain't got the two choices, either or, you know. And uh, But you stop and you think about that, uh, uh, that is something to think about. And see, uh, like uh, I've said time and time again, Christ returns, this, that, and the other. Christ is a chrism state. It's a function that occurs in the brain when you and I think a certain way. And um, if Jesus is going to return from heaven with 10,000 of his angels, he's got to come through the mind because the mind is the heaven and the kingdom of heaven that's referred to, and it's referring to an enlightened state with 10,000 of his angels being messenger thoughts. 10,000, if you're at the 10,000th level of power, do you understand that you're controlling matter and it has different forms? I mean, that's what's really being said here. But anyway, go ahead, MJ. Yeah, but uh, but one thing to talk, I mean, I agree. I mean, when you said, you know, the Valley of the Kings, that's Abraham. That if you want to take it to Matthew 4, where Jesus and Satan are having this cosmic struggle, it's exactly the same thing. It's the it's the place where those those lower thoughts are all put to death. You know, they they, they count it in people, but it's 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 the the death of uh, carnality and baseness. It's 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 where you take every thought captive, and the others are are put to death and slaughtered. That which doesn't serve you, you know. So, but but guess what? Because I mean, clearly there's a faction that is is bent on giving the people exactly what they expect to see. So. Um, already, they're already um, uh, um, pushing Russia as the boogeyman uh, in regard to this thing with Syria and all this shit. It's just giving the people exactly what they what they've been told they're going to see with with the, uh, the the prophecy in Daniel with Russia and China. They're they're giving them what they want to see so they can sit back on their lazy boy and check it off and say, "Yep, there's another prophecy. He's coming any time now." You know, and and therefore they never get around. That's what. That's what I said a while ago. They're giving an input to the final outcome to get you to change the hologram to what they want you to do. See, that's what Bernays was teaching them from Freud's teaching. Yes. And he was teaching them how to introduce a new thought, okay? Uh, just think about it. Every year we're going to have damn flu season. It's going to be at a certain time. It ain't never going to goddamn work, but you got to take it anyway. Okay. What they're doing... It's a placebo effect. They're creating the placebo. And from 1540 forward, every damn vaccine has been a weaponization. It's never been to stop or cure nothing. It is a weaponization idea. 
It creates more side effects than you can shake a stick at. And then they will run a test for a certain period of time because it, if they go beyond that period of time, the, the mistakes are going to start showing up. So they stop it before that. And that way they can say it's, it doesn't have any effects. That's the same thing they're doing with thought right now. And and so it's, it's just as you're saying, we begin to think, they say this, they say that, and the next thing you know, hell, we're all over here in this paradigm of bullshit because we've listened to the damn doctor-taters of thought. Yep. Okay. And if if, if well, that's true, when you were speaking, brother, Michael Joseph, earlier, uh, when he yep. was talking about Samson, you explained Samson right there, and uh, you know where he had the long hair and things like that. Doesn't yep. it say a woman's hair is her glory? And yes. Samson had an illumined state of mind, and when yes. he had his eyes plucked out to him into sight, his his understanding was darkened. Yes, they, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, oh, Gypsy gal, she's dead ass on this here. Bless your little heart. Um, uh, yes, the Bible figures are states of mind. Oh, bless you. Oh, man, I'd kiss you Mm-mm, top and bottom. <laughs> Don't you know? Oh, yeah, we would. Don't you know they crucified him? Absolutely. I mean, they, they always want to crucify you. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, think about this for a second then. Okay, so think about, like, disease and and. And, and tribulation. If 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 it's a hologramic, uh, a graphic type of uh, experience, then disease first is some. It's somewhere in the emotions or it's in the mental realm. It's got to be there. And, and yes, therefore, it is. It's got to be. It absolutely is. Otherwise, you couldn't change it. Yes. Because if you change it in your mind, you will not be there. That's okay. it, because that's right. You've changed the thing. It's got to alter. It can not. See, once you change the thought with knowledge, the old paradigm cannot return because you dissolved it. You've done Sheba. you destroyed the world of illusions. You practiced Jacob. You supplanted the old illusion of screwed-up-ass ideas and situations, and you changed it and became one that has the power of a God. You altered the situation. You had to sleep on the rock of the law at Peniel. If you don't activate the Peniel gland and use the true knowledge of the law, you can't do a damn thing. I don't give a rat's ass. You can't see Jacob's ladder. Everything is mental because even the Messiah teacher, the one they're calling Jesus, where he said, my words are spirit, they're mental, and they're life. Man yeah. is what's making it literal, and that's why okay. they're getting their ass whipped, so to speak. They're not okay, I'll tell you my favorite scripture, Jim. My favorite scripture. You go to Proverbs, the fourth chapter, and you start reading at verse 18 and go down through 22. And, man, if you break that, those little verses down and really look at them good, I am telling you, it'll shine your shoes for you and your feet and your understanding will be able to walk on streets of gold because it will be pure divine understanding of the divine realm that's carrying you forth. See, our feet and our understanding. David said, the word is a lamp under my feet. So the word, the thought, is a, is a lamp. It's a light. It's an illumination to my understanding. 
and under uh, yes sir it's knowledge that's it it's always that and without that we'll all damn perish that's why i like talking to him jay because he uses his head he's got damn good I ain't trying to blow smoke up your ass. I'm just telling you. If I thought you were going to his ass, I'd tell you that. <laughs> spearmint. Uh, get spearmint, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit, man. Spearmint's great for uh, swelling, right? <laughs> Especially the end. Because <laughs> everything well, that the, they're talking about in the scriptures is talking about a mental state of the mind, which right. were manifesting in a physical three-dimensional state we can have like he says like moses said i've said before you life and blessing and death and evil i would that you choose life and blessing he gave the answer but nevertheless you choose which one you want oh yeah we do every day so we alter the hologram by our thought yes sir okay so we're, so we're programming that damn holodeck so, so basically, the one who created the problem is in the mirror. Because uh, whereas the the what Balaam taught Balak is to put a stumbling block in front of them, but um, I'm the one who received the stumbling block and 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 through my perception made it real. It 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 it's real if if uh, like the movie The Matrix said, the mind makes it real. So. Um, that's why they put the devil there. They had to have somebody to blame where man wouldn't see the real truth, that it's man himself causing the problem. Well, that's the right. story they have to have. So they got to create a third a third entity or another entity that you will blame. That way you're looking and putting this guilt trip outside and not looking inside. See, this is what Balaam, Balaam of Bessor, what was he? He was a wise man. He was a prophet. What did he do? He seen what the hell the deal was. He knew how to. Uh, he knew you couldn't curse Israel. You can't curse those that have the power of a God. Then they woke the hell up. But I'll tell you what you can do. If you will get them people to do their own sinning, what sinning? No, they act as if they don't know a damn thing, and they operate in ignorance. They ignore the true knowledge of this law of blessing then damn, you don't have to do nothing. I mean, all I got to do, I know there's a gunfight taking place. I'm not involved. I'm selling tickets, but I'm going to sit there and watch because I know that that fellow out there is going to shoot his own feet, his own hands, and his own head. He is the only one in the gunfight. Never damn thing out there is what he thinks. Now, if I can put a suggestion out there, then you'll get to thinking about it. And the next thing you know, you've thought about it, you've done developing, you've done worked it out, and oh, man, here you are. You are now doing it. Don't that happen all the time? Yes, sir. Yeah, that which we dwell upon, and, and believe it or not. Um, you know, here I am. Um, I've got – I remember I called you about five years ago, and we had that discussion over the uh, the deal with uh, uh, the local metro police badgering me over not having a driver's license? Yep, I do. Well – I, I got out, went out the other day, and six police officers converged on me at one time. Within 20 seconds, there were six police officers on me. And the first thing that came out of one of them's mouth was, we believe that you are, I said, what's the problem? She said, we believe you're traveling on a revoked driver's license. And I think she said driving. And I said, well, let me set the record straight for you. Um, I canceled it years ago, and um, so it's not revoked. I canceled it myself. 
And I said, but I'm not going to give you any trouble. You go ahead and do what you need to do, and um, I'm going to sit right here and wait on you. And um, and you know what? I mean, six six years ago, I'd be shaking in my boots. Today, I have absolute peace about it because I, I, I've, I've sent out the white dove, man. I'm waiting for the uh, olive branch to come back, but I have That's no it. fear. That's it. You, you, you are the Noah in the ark. And Noah is noetic sciences, and it means the mind side. You are the one that controls the ark. And you and seven other persons, you've got them seven chakras, damn it. What's going to do what the hell you want? They don't have no no power over you unless you allow it. Well, he's he's in charge of the boat. He's Noah. He's in charge of the boat. Yes, sir. And that's that's, that's exactly true. the point. Is that is that um, in in fear they have total control over me. In fear, I'm I'm helpless. I'm I'm like, please don't hurt me, you know. But in in love, I'm the warrior priest, man. I'm like, you know, this has already been done away. In fact, I even told the lady, the lady, the head police officer. I said, listen, miss, I just want to put a blessing on you. I said, I really appreciate what you're doing out here. I said, you risk your life every day. These numbskulls out here. I said, but I'm, you know, I know what to do with what you're doing here. I'll take care of it today. I said, you won't have any trouble with me. I said, I know you don't understand what I just told you, but you go do what you got to do, and I'll be waiting right here. And I said, so as not to offend you, I'm not even going to drive off. Because the last oh, time yeah. they did it, the last time they did it, I got in the truck and just, I, you know, they were sitting right behind me. I got back in the truck and drove off. And, and. But I wasn't going to offend her, you know. She she doesn't understand. She she's part of the, the control. You know, and they don't. They really don't. They really think they're doing the right thing. They think they're doing the God of service because they don't understand what God they're serving. And see, this, this is the deal, though. And and every one of them people are ignorant damn children that have lost their way. And it's up to me and you when they ask us. Um, uh, we're supposed to kind of give them a little bit of light there, you know. We shine the flashlight well, on the wheel. All right, you know where where the New Testament said when when it didn't say if you are, it said when you are delivered up to, to yeah. tribunals. Okay, so and look at Saint Paul. He was in and out of jail on a rate. Look at Jeremiah. I mean, this life is like if you're going to walk in the truth, the 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 ones that worship uh, Saturn, uh, if you will, uh, of the cult, the the, the death cult. They, they're not going to understand. I mean, they're just, you know, I'm just doing my job, man. So, so well, therefore, you, you, my you, the you're correct. Is a walking witness, you know, it's a right. witness you, of the truth. It's you're, doing, you're doing, you're doing the mission of Jeremiah. You yes. become the weeping prophet, and shit's happening that you're having to go behind the veil of tears, and so they call you the weeping prophet. They may even throw your ass in the bottom of a well. But don't worry about it. Everything's cool. And see, so you just have to remember that you're the prophet to the nation. You're the prophet to the five senses and everything that's related to it. Now, you can control it and alter it. I mean, see, see, listen, some of you people are really brilliant. And, and you're coming to a place that you're waking up and you're illuminating and you're returning to this God-self-realization and and um, see, a lot of people, when you tell them this, they look at it from a physical point of view. They don't see it from the high self. And 
Um, anyway, I got to get up early. I got to travel. I got a three-hour drive in the morning to the uh, clinic, and uh, those docs been pretty good. I've I've really broke him out of the shell, and I've got to back out. Y'all might continue on if that's what you want. But MJ, thank you, Jim. Gypsy girl, bless your little darling heart. Yeah. I think you need to be kissed up and down a hello three or four five times. <laughs> I mean, mm mm mm. Anyway, I'm just tickled. You're doing some real good thinking, MJ. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for allowing me to be on the call, and I'm going to jump off too, and I appreciate everyone on the call here, and thank you for the opportunity. You bet, brother. Shalom, prosper, and be in health. Jim, I'm out of here. Lulu, all the rest of you. Uh, y'all have a good one. Um, like the fella said, I'm gone. It's called manana, as the man said. Well, brother, we love you, and thank you for the enlightenment. Love you, too. Shalom. Good night. Shalom. Well, folks, uh, I know this has been a fantastic call tonight. Uh, any of y'all have something y'all would like to add, you can type it in or if you're on the phone. Or you can come on the phone and share with the group here. Good night, Lelou. We we love y'all. Tell Matt and give the little bird a kiss for us. Yeah, it sure is, a gypsy. It sure is a prayer of sorts. And I think most people like those type of prayers. Anyone have anything they'd like to type in and say? Or come on? or share with the group. That's what this is all about. Because we'd like to hear your thoughts. I agree with you, uh, Gypsy Eyes. Yeah, the system really is. I agree. I think if people did more of that there and shared, you know, the love and compassion for their fellow man, I think it would be a totally different world than it is now. I think the system itself would fall apart at the seams and we'd truly be free like we're supposed to be. What was the first known system? In in what frame of text are you asking that question? Yes, eleven. What's wrong with this is what I believe is we're being tossed in to and fro by every wind of doctrine out there, everyone saying that they got, 
you know, uh, follow this path and follow that path and follow the one up, down, sideways, and and they don't know where they're going. I mean, if they take the ancient text and the scriptures and really don't look at it in a literal sense, but look at it in a spiritual sense, a mental sense, like even the Messiah teacher said, my words are spirit, they're mental, and they're life. If we look at, at it from that sense and take it within, many things will become enlightened and we'll see a great many things. But many people don't tend to do that. He said the kingdom of heaven does not come with observation. In other words, you're not going to see it, not in a physical sense like they're telling the people. They're looking at it in a literal sense. He said, but look, or lo, I'm telling you, the kingdom of heaven is within. It's within us. When we understand the true teachings and the true understanding of what's being said, which it says, take up thy great power and reign. It's telling us when we start understanding and seeing the divine knowledge and truth, that we can take that power and reign as a true God in the earth. Like it says, the scripture calls us gods. He said, I tell you that you are gods, but you will die like men for the lack of knowledge. You don't understand. They're reading it from a three-dimensional aspect, a literal sense instead of a mental sense that gives us life and age-lasting ability. That's what we need to be endeavoring to understand and know and do. And there's just so many people uh, look at life in so many different aspects instead of, you know, he says, there's, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction and death. That's that literal sense thinking. We need to think in a mental high state of what is, really take it apart, look at it, you know, try it out, test it, you know, if it works for you and, it's, and it does what it, what it showed you that it'll do, then take those jewels and keep it, but if it don't, just toss it out, but you have to give it time to work and understand it. When it says, meditate on my word day and night and keep it continually before your eyes, a lot of people say, well, I read the Bible all the time. Well, that's all well and good. But meditate means to think about it day and night. You know, really get in depth on that meditation of what it's really telling you. And test it, try it. He says, prove me herewith, saith the Lord. If I would not pour out you a blessing where there would not hardly be room enough to receive it. 
what he's saying, if you search it diligently and look at it from a mental or spiritual sense, you'll get your answers, and it'll be so much there. It'll be so much that you could hardly even fathom or take it all in. But it also could mean when you ask in 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 meditation and prayer your desires that they will manifest for you because you're in right standing and and in the right understanding of what's being put forth there in order for you to receive it. That's why I was saying earlier, if you it says how to pray in power. If you go watch that video on YouTube, it's uh, by Greg Braden. I mean, it will explain uh, uh, really uh, a different view I mean, it's telling you the same things we've been telling you, but it's from a another person that complements what we've been saying. He's saying the same thing, but he, he he's giving you from a different point of view. But he's actually saying the same things, and he's giving you the actual scriptures that were taken out of the you know when they when they put the king james version together they gave you a condensed version of it and they took a couple of the bible verses out that tells you exactly how to pray and it's not saying praying with your mouth speaking words out it's talking about thought and feeling when it says when you marry those two together your thought of what you're desiring and seeking along with feeling, and they become one in peace. And you're coming from the place of the prayer already being answered, that you're already using it or doing it, or you already have it. And it says, if you say unto the mountain, move away, it says, it will literally move away. That mountain could be a mountain of cancer. It could be a mountain of finances or lack of finances. It could be, it's basically your prayer, what you're asking and holding up within your mental uh, eye, so to speak. The picture, the way you want it, the desired prayer already finished and you put that thought and feeling together and make it one, it will literally be as you speak. And with that, I know we've been on here right uh, about two, almost two and a half hours. You know, I love each and every one of y'all, and I thank y'all for coming. Uh, We'll be here same time, same place next Sunday. With that, if no one's got anything to share or say or type in, or, or if you're on the phone, come in and share then what I'll do is I'll end the call. And, uh, you know, like I said, we love you. Shalom, prosper, be in perfect divine health. I agree with you, Gypsy. I, I do say. Well, folks, we love you now. Shalom. And good night. I'm going to end the call.